It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. It is here. It is time for the sprint to the end of the season. How the Orlando Magic are preparing for the pressure of, the privilege of this pressure of a postseason chase, what the Magic have to do right these final 23 games. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed locked on magic. Today is February 23rd, 2023. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we are ready for the privilege of pressure. The final 23 games, the sprint to the end of the season begins tonight against the Detroit Pistons. We will talk about how the Magic are preparing for this pressure and preparing for this challenge, whether they make the play-in tournament or not. We'll talk a little bit about one of the big things that the Magic have to improve on here at the end of the season. Something that seems obvious, but actually is a big deal for this Magic team. Plus, we'll talk about who has to step up for the Orlando Magic to make that play-in push beyond the guys we talked about yesterday. We'll get to that all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning. Brother, it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Lockdown podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Lockdown and the team you're looking for, the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. The Orlando Magic have had two days back at practice since the All-Star break ended. They have had two days to get themselves back into the swing of things, reinforce whatever offense and defense they may have lost in the time off, and a chance to just get themselves going. It's also been two days with a chance to prepare. And yes, we are asking these questions, we are setting the table, we are setting the storyline up, but really for the first time, I think Jamal Mosley and the coaching staff are acknowledging what the players are talking and thinking about openly more than ever before. We've been saying it repeatedly over the course of this week, so if you've listened to all our episodes this week, all three of our episodes, thank you for doing that, we really appreciate that, uh, but It's going to be a lot of the same themes here because we are eagerly waiting and and excited for these final 23 games. 
These final 23 games are everything for the Orlando Magic. It is the big, the big task ahead of them. The big opportunity, the big chance for this group to take such an important step forward. And not just really even to take such an important step forward, but to find and reach a tangible goal. The Magic want to make the play-in tournament. As small as a goal as that is, as low a bar as that is to climb, the Magic want postseason play. And I remember saying this, I was actually talking talk about it um, at, 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 in 2019. The Magic's playoffs start now. If the Magic are going to make up the four-game gap between them and the Toronto Raptors in these final 23 games, the playoffs start now. Every game is important. Every loss is going to matter. Every win is going to feel big. And the Magic have to build some momentum and they have to climb. It will not be easy. It will not be a sure thing. There's a very real possibility that the Magic will fall short. But as Jamal Mosley said after practice on on Wednesday, even falling short... This team's going to learn a lot about itself. This team's going to grow. This team is going to experience things they haven't experienced before. Outside of Gary Harris, nobody on this Magic roster has any substantial playoff experience. In fact, I don't think anyone on the Magic roster outside of Gary Harris has even been to the playoffs. I'm going through, you know, Magic essentially drafted their entire... Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz are it. And they've never been out of the first round. Only Gary Harris has really done anything in the postseason. So yes, Paolo Bancaro went to the Final Four last year. Franz Wagner won a bronze medal at Eurobasket. They have experience in pressure-packed games. But they haven't been through the NBA grind. They haven't been through the NBA gristle to get to the postseason, to get to the playoffs, to get to this golden opportunity. And that's really what's at stake today. That's really what's at stake in these games in this chance, in this opportunity for the Orlando Magic. What's at stake is this experience that's going to matter down the road. I know I've said this before when the team was clearly tanking and I was saying like, look, you got to learn how to do well because next year you're going to be trying to win games. Next year you're going to be in these pressure situations and you want to succeed and the only way to get better at this is to experience it. That was the number one message when it came down to it. Jamal Mosley said the only way we could show them, we can tell them what playoff atmospheres are like, we could tell them what playoff preparation is like, but the only way to truly know how to handle it and, and to succeed in it is to experience it. And that's what these final 23 games are. They are the experience. It's Conceptually, I think this team understands they have to be more attentive to detail. Look, they're 1-10, in 1-11 on the second night of back-to-backs. That is a sure sign that this team is not attentive to detail in big ways, in big and small ways. There are 12-19 and 19 in clutch situations, games that are within five points in the final five minutes. That shows this team is still growing up and learning how to win tight games. And again, we're going to talk about this in a bit. You flip some of those games, you flip some of those close losses into wins, you know, you're... 12 and 19, that's 31. You're 14 and 17, that's two more wins. Like, these little things matter. They add up in the end. And Orlando being the fifth worst team in the clutch 
explains a lot of why they're in the position they are. They're in. And yes, Orlando has to climb out of a hole that they dug themselves by going five and twenty to start the season. But all this experience is going to add up. It may not add up to success this year. It's going to add up next year. It's going to add up the year after. It's going to add up as this team starts to climb. And so Jamal Mosley, of course, always keeping the big picture in mind, always understanding what that end goal is, even if it's not about this season, is 100% right to believe and say this experience matters. And so what did the Magic do to prepare for this? Some of it is they've looked at their own tape. Mosley said uh, in their film session on, on Tuesday especially, but well, look back at losses to Miami and to New York and some of the close losses they've had to understand the details that they wrong or that they need to sharpen up, that they need to focus on as they play more of these pressure-packed games, as, as they play more of these pressure situations. But they also looked at some old playoff games. Mosley said specifically they looked at the 2019 quadruple overtime game between the Denver Nuggets and Portland Trailblazers, a game that very much turned that series in Portland's favor, um, both because of the fatigue that came after it, but because it was such a huge win. But a game that, you know, again, one misstep could flip the game one way or the other, the greatest sliding doors ever. They also looked at game six and seven of last year's Eastern Conference Finals, game, a, a, a game seven that very much turned on one missed shot. Uh, a game seven that the Celtics nearly lost because they couldn't hold on to a lead. These things matter, and seeing and understanding these things matter. But nothing beats the experience of it. Nothing beats learning and feeling that pressure and seeing that, seeing and feeling that pressure and feeling it all to get you over the top. The Toronto Raptors are currently on a pace to win 39 games. For the Magic to get 39 wins this year, let's let's just say that's the number to get the, the 10 seed, is 39. I, I think it'll be 38-39. I think it's pretty accurate. To get to 39 wins, the Magic will will have to go 15 and 8 the rest of the way. Certainly doable, not impossible. The way the Magic have played, they're 19 and 15 over their last 34 games. They're certainly very very possible. But that is a huge step up. That would be a, a huge, huge run and a big bit of focus from this team. A focus that this team knows it has to have. And frankly, it starts Thursday night against Detroit. Why Thursday's game against Detroit is going to be a telltale sign of what the Magic will do the rest of the season. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. We're really excited to have FanDuel on as the official sportsbook partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're getting ready for the stretch run of the NBA season, and now is the perfect time to download America's number one sportsbook, FanDuel. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything, from money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. Don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on 
to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thursday's game against the Detroit Pistons is a big one. Not just because every game is big. Every game is big. And the pressure and the need to win is only going to multiply as we get deeper and deeper into the season. The quicker the Magic make up this ground, the sooner the Magic put their foot on the pedal, the better and easier it's going to be for this team. they got to get wins. Um, it's, 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 it's really that simple. The Magic have to get wins to take the steps forward that they want to take. But, but beyond that, beyond trying to get wins, they've got to win these games. Look, the Magic already have two losses to the Detroit Pistons. Those are games you can't get back. One of them was opening night. Cade Cunningham was healthy. Bojan Bogdanovic went nuts. It was early, early, early in the season. The first game of the year is always kind of a crapshoot, but the Magic had a 15-point lead. Gave up a three-point barrage from Boyan Bogdanovich. Gave up a game-clinching three to Isaiah Stewart. A shot that they were happy to give up. But a game that I think Orlando ultimately probably felt like they let slip away. No, Detroit earned the win. Not taking that from them. Their second game was, frankly, a schedule loss. A home road back-to-back. They played the Lakers in Orlando. Then went up to Detroit. Got into the fight with Bo Wagner and Killian Hayes. Uh, and ended up dropping that game in a blowout where the Magic just simply didn't have it. So you got two games that at the time didn't feel significant and at the time didn't feel important or worrisome, but both kind of previewed a problem for this team and a problem that's been with this team for a while. The first game was obviously about their youth and their lack of focus and ability to close games, which they've continued to have throughout the course of the season. The second game was their inability to focus and defend at a high level on the second night of back-to-backs, which has been a huge issue. Orlando's giving up, I think, like 112, 100, like 20 points per 100 possessions on the second night of back-to-backs. Like, it is a problem that the Magic cannot defend on the second night of back-to-backs. Luckily, they only have two of those remaining. So, poof. And one of them they don't even travel for. They're in Los Angeles for a back-to-back, for a back-to-back against the Clippers and the Lakers. So, maybe that'll solve some of the problems, although LA Nightlife remains undefeated. The bigger issue, though, is the Magic have the same against teams with 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 the teams that are above 500 as they do against teams that are below 500. And this is the only teams that are like that are winning are like the super winning teams. Boston's 21 and 10 versus teams with above 500 records. They're 21 and 7 against teams below 500. Milwaukee's 20 and 8 against teams above 500 and 21 and 9 against teams below 500. Orlando is 12-18 and 18 against teams with records above 500. So if you think that Orlando typically plays well against winning teams, 
the numbers back you up. They have a lot of really nice wins. And compared to last year, the Magic couldn't beat anyone with a winning record or even 2020 that, that we still have those jokes in our chamber. In our chamber. Um, they, they show up against good teams and they played very well against good teams. And look, there are three teams worse that have fewer wins than they do against teams that are above 500. The Magic have more, actually four teams, the Magic have more wins against teams above 500 than the Brooklyn Nets, the same as the New York Knicks, the same as the Chicago Bulls. They do fine against winning teams for team of their record. However, the Magic are 12-17 and 17 against teams with records below 500. That includes two losses to the Pistons. That includes a loss to the Charlotte Hornets. That includes a loss to the Houston Rockets. You know, essentially Charlotte, Detroit, Houston, San Antonio are the four teams that are tanking. No offense to those fan bases, no offense to those teams. They're not trying to win right now. Orlando still has a game coming up against Charlotte that's coming up next week to end, end the road trip. They still got a game against San Antonio to start their West Coast road trip uh, over, the, over, their, over the NCAA tournament. Um, they, still have two more, they still have two more games against Detroit. So this is a big game. This is a big game to test whether Orlando is going to be focused. Whether Orlando is going to bring the same intensity and, yes, the same attention to detail that they do against winning teams. That give them the chance to upset teams, to win games. This is a game that the Magic are favored to win and, frankly, a game they have to win. They cannot lose three times to Detroit. No offense to Detroit again. This is a game the Magic have to win. And again, just like opening night and just like that second game in Detroit, this game is set up for, for, Orlando, for, Orlando, for Orlando to be in a tricky spot. The first game after the All-Star break is tricky. You've been off for a week. you got to get yourself back into gear. You've got to have the focus and intensity to do that. You've got to fight through you know, the rust and get the win. These games are, are, are can be crapshoots too. But I want to make another point here. And, and this is, I think this is the real key. This is why this stuff is important. Beating the teams you're supposed to beat is the key to success. The Orlando Magic are 12 and 18 against teams with records above 500. The New York Knicks, the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference, 33 and 27 on the season, are 12 and 16 against teams with records above 500. The Brooklyn Nets, Fifth seed in the East, 34 and 24. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, all those guys, 11 and 16 against teams with records above 500. The Magic have essentially the same record against above 500 teams as the Knicks and Nets, the fifth and sixth seed, the two teams that are clear of everybody or that are clear right now of the play in tournament, of being in the playoffs proper. So why are those teams so far above the Magic? Orlando's 12 and 17 against teams with records below with teams that have records below 500. The New York Knicks are 21 and 11. The Brooklyn Nets are 23 and 8. There is not a team with a losing record. The Magic are the first team in the standings in the Eastern Conference at least with a losing record against teams below 500. In the West, there is no team with a record in fact, there's, there are only two teams in the Western Conference with below 500 records against teams with losing records. And you guessed it, those are the San Antonio Spurs and Houston Rockets. If you want to be a playoff team, if you want to be a team that makes the play-in tournament, that's in the postseason, beat the teams you're supposed to beat. 
Now, granted, there are not many of these teams for the Magic because the Magic still have a bad record. You know, for for all our bluster, for all of us saying that they're play that they're a play incapable team, and the way they played certainly proves that they still have a below five hundred record. They still have a below five hundred record in these types of games. How much of that came from earlier in the season? Obviously, the Houston game was very very early in the season. That if Detroit game, the first Detroit game was the first of the season, which, like I said, is a is a toss up every year. It doesn't matter what the teams are. The first game of the season is always weird. You don't know what to expect. Um, Charlotte was very very early in the season as well. Lamelo Ball's first game back after an injury. The Magic have proven they can beat these teams and beat them handily. The way they handled Charlotte the other week, uh, a couple a couple weeks ago, was was really impressive. But if the Magic want to climb the standings. These first two games coming out of the break are critical. Detroit and Indiana. Indiana is a game and a half ahead of them right now, 26-34. and 34. If the Magic want to start climbing the standings, if the Magic want to start, get, if the Magic want to get in the play-in race, these are the teams they have to beat. They have to beat, the, they have to beat this team. And that's the real challenge right now for the Magic. Bringing the same focus and intensity every single night, no matter the opponent, no matter the rest advantage, no matter the rest disadvantage, being able to, to play at a high level every single time out. That's the challenge in front of the Magic starting Thursday night. And why Thursday night's game is so critical to what Orlando does. And what Orlando's going to be three games. It's not just about the schedule though, which looks okay. It's also about the players. We talked about Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner yesterday. We'll hit on them a little bit here, but... We will talk a little bit more about who needs to step up for their line of magic. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Let's take a little bit about Paolo Bancaro and Franz Bach. And why they are critical to this team next into the play-in tournament. The Magic have all the pieces in place. Markel Fultz is playing great. The bench is the highest scored bench in the league over the last 15 or so games. The only thing that's really missing is their stars. And so, yes, a, a lot of what we're going to see over the last 23 games is about Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner. If those guys get back to where they were in December, in January... This team has a very realistic shot at making the playoffs, of making the postseason. Like, I I firmly believe that. If they continue to struggle, if they look like they still hit the wall, if they if they don't kind of take, start taking some of the leaps that they'll take during the offseason now, this team's going to hover around 500 the rest of the way, which is still good. I'm not going to be upset if this team finishes you know, 12 and 11 or, or, or anything like that. You know, 12 win, twelve and 11 gets them to 36 wins. That is far beyond what I thought this team was capable of this season or what I thought this team would accomplish this season. That would be a very big victory. That would be a huge win for this team. But 
but they need their stars to, to t- take them to another level. But there are a few other players to keep an eye on that can help this team get to the next level. And, you know, the first place to start, I think, is with Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs' emergence over the last two, three weeks has been one of the critical components of Orlando, of Orlando kind of getting into this playoff mode and into this play in contention. Jalen Suggs kind of really figuring out his role on this team and being just this chaotic defender off the bench who is sneakily improving as a three-point shooter and especially as a mid-range shooter. Um, proving that he can be this dynamo that understands his role and really kind of sticks to his role, that's really changed this team. To be perfectly honest, that's really changed this team. You add in Jonathan Isaac, of course, who we expect to have his minute restriction increased at some point. You add those two in and you've got a defense off the bench that causes a lot of chaos and that changes the temperature of games very, very quickly. That stuff is exciting. That stuff is really fun. That stuff is really, really good. And it's it's fun and interesting to think about the possibilities there. It's fun and interesting to think about what this team, you know, this team has the eighth best defense in the league over the last 15 or so game, over the last, you know, two months, essentially now. Um, they're a big part of it. And we all know that they can do a whole lot more. That Jalen Suggs can continue to improve his offense. That Jonathan Isaac is going to continue to look more comfortable and continue to be a defensive terror. Those guys can really flip this, this team around. And Suggs, I think, has really done that. Suggs, I think, has been, you know, A, just a joy to watch. It, it's, it's hard not to and hard not to really love the energy that he brings to games. Like, he, he's like a super talent, you know, he's, he's Daryl Armstrong almost with the way that he changes games with his defense. Like, this is how Daryl Armstrong started. On top of that, I think one of the big guys that, that's really taken a big step is Markel Fultz. Um, you know, the numbers don't quite show Markel Fultz's positive impact yet, but he really does such a good job controlling the tempo of games. And it always it's, it does sometimes feel like if the Magic let Markel Fultz be the lead guy and, and took the emphasis off of Paolo and Franz a little bit, the Magic might be a little bit better off because Markel's going to manage the team really well and control the pace of the game and control when the Magic attack, when the Magic slow down, and just know how to manage this team really well. These three players are so critical to what the Magic do. And then you add in you know, Cole Anthony for coming off the bench. If you can get Gary Harris a few more shots, if Wendell Carter's healthy and moving well, he is still really, really, really good. Um, and just, you know, he's, his shooting's coming around a little bit. He's a really good high post player, really good fulcrum for this offense. I know I say that a million times, but I just love what he does. If you get, again, it, it still starts with Paolo and Franz. If Paolo and Franz get themselves going again, this team has all the pieces to be a really dangerous regular season team and a team that can put together a bunch of wins to make this play and push serious. Four games is a lot. Like I said, the Magic are probably going to have to go 15-8. and 14-9 and nine they might be able to get away with, but they're going to have to play some really good basketball to make this play and hunt and to make the play in tournament. But they have all the pieces there and they have all these players who are proving themselves capable of stepping up to the plate. 
Fran, you know, Franz Wagner, I think, had the best line of the day. You know, when asked about the play-in tournament, you know, and, and the pressure that they're going to feel, and and he said, you know, Mos- Coach Mosley's told the team, be more of you. You don't have to do don't have to do anything more. Just be more of you. And I think that speaks to a the reminder, like, hey. We got we we will get here as a team. Don't feel like you have to do more just because we have ground to make up. Just do what you do better, more efficiently, more effectively, more intently, all that stuff. Be more of you. And, and I think that shows a the confidence that this group should have in each other, the confidence that this coaching staff has in the team. It, it shows that they do believe they can get there. That this can be a playoff team. That this can be a playing team. That this team can make that leap. Be more of you. I think that's the biggest statement of this group and, and what we're in store for for the rest of the season. Be more of you. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in Himmel, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey. No, but everywhere you fight, you can download podcasts to your podcast enable listening device. Of course, for latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On NBA podcast. For there, every Monday through Friday, once games pick, up, pick back up, you can find the Game to Game NBA podcast. The Game to Game NBA podcast features ana- analysis and breakdowns from every, lo- every local Locked On host. Um, as they break down their team's games, get the lowdown throughout the NBA from the people that watch the games and know their teams the best. Check out the the Game to Game NBA podcast on the Locked On NBA feed on Odyssey, YouTube, and wherever you download podcasts. I do want to close today's show on a um, on a little bit more of a serious note. Um, as, I, as some as some of you some of you may know or may he, may hear. Um, uh, uh, I work for Spectrum News 13 in my day job, uh, and um, we suffered. You know, my Spectrum News family uh, suffered a, a really, uh, you know, un- unspeakable kind of uh, unspeakable tragedy um, earlier uh, earlier on Wednesday. Um, you know, I was I was not in the office. I was I was uh, uh, Wednesday is my Saturday uh, for my work week, um, so I was. I was just learning about this all on the news. I was not in the newsroom kind of getting the information in real time. And I, you know, applaud and can't imagine what our reporters and, and what my friends and my family at work had to deal with. Um, if you have not heard the news, a, a Spectrum News 13 reporter and fo- and, uh, and uh, photographer uh, were, were shot at. One of them was killed uh, while reporting a story uh, on Wednesday. Um, it... It's senseless violence. It was senseless violence. The shooter actually went, also killed another person and shot at another person as well. Um, after shooting, uh, shooting uh, my colleagues at, at News Thirteen, it is. It is an. Uns- it, it, I don't have the words to describe how I feel because there is anger because I know how hard our reporters work how important the stories they tell are, what our network is about, trying, you know, trying to be truthful and, and, and tell you what's going on in the world, but, but, for the, but also find bright, brighter stories and, and share the stories of our, commu- of our community with you. Um, 
I have been very proud for the last, I think it's almost six, seven years now to, to work for Spectrum News 13, starting as a news producer and now as a sports producer with, with my team and the sports crew uh, on Spectrum Sports 360. I, I, I am just completely heartbroken um, because I know the work and the kind of people uh, that A, work in local news, but, but especially work with Spectrum News 13. Um, it is, it just doesn't make sense. And, and, you know, you can probably still tell by, I don't have anything planned to say other than to vent emotion because that's all I feel like I can do. Um, I appreciate everyone who's reached out to me, um, and, and reached out to members of the Spectrum family to wish their condolences, to, to, lend their support, their love, their prayers. Um, we need it right now. Um, I am still so incredibly proud and, and awe-inspired by how anyone in our newsroom was able to still conduct the news and do the news and report on a friend and colleague's death. Um, you know, and, and, I, and I respect Spectrum for not releasing the name. Um, I, I, I do know the two, two people involved. I, I, I don't know much more beyond that, but I will, I will respect their privacy as well. Um, it's it's a rough day here in Orlando because two people were murdered and four were shot at and seriously injured, um, including a nine year old. Um, so it's not just about a reporter, uh, you know, being being murdered. Um, you know, it's 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 tough right now, and, and so I, I thank everyone for for their thoughts and prayers. You know, whether you're sending them to me, sent them to me before I recorded, whether you're sending them to me now after hearing this. Um, I know everyone in the Spectrum fam Spectrum News 13 family uh, appreciates that. Um, I send my thoughts and prayers out to everyone involved, including our friends at Channel 9 who, who you know, were also on the scene. And, and from what I understand from the reports that I've read, uh, it tried to administer, uh, you know, care to, to the two, to our, to our, to my colleagues who were, who were shot uh, until paramedics arrived. Um, it's, there's a lot of emotion that comes out of this and it's, it's just, it's just heartbreaking. Um, and, and, you know, as a member of the media, we're very sensitive to when one of our colleagues is, is injured in, in, in something random like this and, and something senseless like this. Um, so hold your loved ones tighter, you know, thank, 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 you know, whoever you need to thank for every day that you have. Um, and again, thank you for your thoughts, your thoughts, prayers, condolences, and, 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 and everything else. It's, it's, it, it is truly appreciated and, and hopefully me venting also, you know, it's, it shows how much that I am thinking and caring about my colleagues uh, at, at my day job here. But on that note, we're excited about the rest of the season. We're excited about the 23 games remaining. We're excited about th Thursday's game against Detroit Pistons. We will have that covered on our next episode of Lockdown Magic. But until then... For Orlando Magic Daily, thanks again, everybody. Have a great day. We'll see you all next time for the next episode. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.